throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our coworkers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show. We present you with some ideas to ponder, ideas to uh, maybe disagree with, but definitely some things worth considering. I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with my co-host, our very own Dr. Alexia Georgiousis, naturopathic doctor. How are you? I'm good, Gord. How are you doing? Good. You sound like you had a very busy weekend. I had a very busy weekend. Yes, I did. Isn't, isn't trying to stay on top of everything just so much fun? <laughs> like recertification, recertification. I know, recertification. I know. Recertification, <laughs> conferences, getting continuing ed credits, and then exactly. just, you know, feeding yourself and, you know, socializing and connecting and, you know. Oh, well, if you stuff. got to do all that, then it wasn't that bad. Well, it was just <laughs> some of us and did. living and resting, yeah. resting. Oh, oh right. right. The resting part. Yes, yeah, yes. we should do something on self-care someday. Uh, yes. Tonight, we are the beginning uh, uh, the first part of a two-part series on bullying, which is a very big problem out there. So part one, we're going to look at childhood bullying and what we can do about it. And in, in the second part, uh, on another week, we're going to look at adult bullying. Uh, Fantastic. Just as big as children sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So um, bullying, it's defined as mean hurtful behavior that occurs repeatedly in a relationship that has a perceived imbalance of power or strength. Uh, It can take many forms from name calling to beating people up, uh, relationships and internet, which is a really big one. Uh, Although schools are doing more to deal with bullying, really parents are still the key to empowering kids to prevent and stop it. Um, And, you know, it, uh, there's so much that relies upon that is, you know, is the parent themselves a bully? You That's know? a really, really good question. I think that that is something where, you know, um, I feel that when people start to recognize what's happening, that it's something where there's a pattern. Because we know that as kids, we learn and model behaviors and yeah, model. sometimes yeah we model exactly and we don't realize that that oh this is not necessarily the best way to communicate you know and and again setting up that dynamic of a pattern that's very familiar not necessarily healthy but very familiar very familiar yeah yeah absolutely i mean it really really does that strong sort of domineering parent you know who can bully bully their kids but then they watch them bully People in the store, or their yeah. their employees, or the woman who cleans your house, or the guy who cleans your house or cut your lawn, you know. I mean, all of those kinds of things. And you know, I mean, I'll, I'll probably say it again by the end of this. You know, my dad always said, "Don't do as I do; do as I say," <laughs> <laughs> because that's not how it works. Right. You can right. say whatever you want to a yep. child. Yeah. It's what they watch us do. Oh, absolutely! Like. You know, don't cheat and then seeing whatever's going on or don't don't drink don't or steal. don't smoke or don't do this. And right, and right. it's like, wait a minute, how does this make sense? Especially pre-verbal stages, right? 
Well, yeah, and I think there's a lot of impact there. You know, yeah. so if you watch a, you know, a parent now, I'm not blaming parents here, um, but I think that we have to have an awareness as parents. You know, if someone has a very low level of tolerance for for frustration and they blow up all the time, then that becomes the example the kid is going to see. Yeah. You know, somebody has something wrong and the mother starts yelling or screaming or the dad does. Then right. That's right. what's going to be modeled. Or, or one of the children, one of the siblings. And then that, that sense of, oh, the, the other part is res- the response to that. Is it more yelling or is it meant by over-pleasing or walking on eggshells and placating so that those yeah. power differentials start to emerge as well, right? Yeah. The, the thing that we always want to remember is, is that anger always flows downwards. So dad gets yelled at by the manager. He comes home and he yells at his wife and the wife turns around and yells at the kids. The kids yell at the dog, the dog at the cat, the cat eats the rat. And, you know, <laughs> but it, it very, very, very rarely because of the authority piece, do we ever move anger upwards? It's always perceived as less than, younger than, you know, less threatening than. That's um, very interesting. On what you were saying about that sort of downward flow, made me think of that old, um, what was that, that song? Oh, there was a woman who, no, the woman who swallowed the spider to catch the fly. Remember there was an old woman who, oh, I can't, I can't, maybe someone will, will be able to remember it, but it's, there was, what, there was an old woman who swallowed a fly. No, she swallowed a spider. Sorry. She swallowed a spider. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. She swallowed the bird to catch the. Anyway, it keeps going, and I can't remember. Keeps it. Going. I'm okay. mixing it up, but it, I'll try to find it on the break. But it's um, it's quite a. It was a cartoon, I think, and it was a little narrative or an anime, short animated film. But it's a song. There was an old woman who swallowed a fly. She swallowed the fly to catch, or swallowed the spider to catch the fly. She swallowed the the bird to catch the spider. She called a cat to catch the. The, the bird and it just keeps going but it's oh really it's quite I, I i can't quite remember all of it obviously but it's uh it's very entertaining but it has a lot of power in in essentially similar to what you're saying and also what we yeah. swallow what we take in because metaphorically i think that means what we accept and what we sometimes integrate and not realize yeah. that this is this is somebody else's that isn't mine. I don't need to take this in. But it, it that usually comes out much later. Yeah, I think much much later. You know, uh, when it, when it comes to anger, because anger is so absolutely instant. You know, it takes a huge amount of awareness, and that's why bullying is actually very complex because it brings in. You know, I mean, we can unlearn it for sure, but uh, what we have learned in terms of how is how does anger you know get showing or picking on people. Uh, you know, somewhere it was modeled and yes. we saw it and, you know, it was either I'm going to be a victim to it or, you know, I'm going to be the person who does it, you know, one of those two. Well, it, absolutely. And that's where you're identifying this gaping hole around anger is an, an, a very acceptable emotion, but it's how we learn to use it, how we learn to express, because I think yep. suppressing it is terrible to suppress yep. anger and, and then also to project it in very unhealthy ways is also just as harmful. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the proverbial slamming the, the kitchen, you know, kitchen cabinets and the pots and the pans. And what's wrong, honey? Right. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. Uh, we, you know, exactly. Or if you or or the worst is you should know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, the psychic. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, let me tune in here. No, no, I don't have time. That next pot's going to fly. Right. Uh, you know, but that whole passive aggressive, you know, uh, yeah. scenarios that's played out so many times. It and is so many times. Watching. Kids are watching it. Yeah, and they and they learn. They learn. You know. Oh, I. First of all, if you're upset, you don't share it. And right. if you're hurt, you don't share it. And if you're angry, you either keep it inside or you you know, throw, throw things, something. you know, <laughs> slap things, break things, which is, yeah. which is really unfortunate because I think so many little kids suffer tremendously when they cannot express their anger. Oh, they do. They do. And they grow up to suffer. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, uh, without, without some modeling and some understanding, it just, it just actually gets worse, you know, until, you know, you have people that, uh, have everything just so bottled up. And then, you know, we've got 17 year olds with ulcers, you know, and all kinds of things like that that are just. And anxiety. Yeah. And and terrible anxiety. Right. And then put on medication. And now we're in this horrible cycle. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So uh, often anger isn't really brought into this discussion on bullying. And I think it really needs to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of modeling and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, when we talk to adults, I mean, you, we have spouses that, that bully their spouse, each other, you know, yeah. uh, bosses, co-workers. Oh, yeah. Um, it can be just horrible. You know, well, horrible. teachers, professors. I mean, it's it's really quite yeah, prevalent. Oh, yeah. There's even articles written in, in the cultures of universities, post-secondary education, where there's a there's a real sense of power. And then I can, you know, treat people however I want because I have this, you know, power. And these yeah, you know, that control need, piece, pardon me? It's that control piece. Yeah. yeah. I have to stay in control. And, and that, yes. that definitely shows up in bullying because, you know, definitely. that's what I said, a perceived imbalance of power and strength. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if somebody has come, come along that seems to threaten you as being the star kid or the the, you know, whatever, you know, like it's a head honcho, uh, there's a good probability you might bully in order to be able to stay in that, in that position. Yeah. You know, yeah. And a very good point. Be about particularly perception. difficult. Sorry. It, yeah. It is a perception. It is a perception. You know, it's, it's, well, it's perception it's, and understanding of what does it mean to have power? What does it actually mean to be in our sense of power? And I think a lot of people, because we're inundated with power means domination. Power means right. you get to punish somebody or shoot it or kill it or crush it or demolish it or be uh, incredibly mean. And that means you're powerful. And, yeah. and this is a big problem, which is why going back to your point around parenting, I think the awareness would be wonderful if we had a society where there was more support for parents in terms of what it means and what the role is, but also from a place of even a lot of kids get, you know, years ago I used to coach sports and, and with kids who have 
challenges at home, they really do lean on coaches very much because they get right. to be playing and it totally, it's not, they're not evaluated by their grades or how well they can answer, but it's sort of like play, but you still see the behaviors come onto uh, the field or on the court where someone oh, yeah. will, will start to express what's inside. You know, I've seen people, little kids and teenagers who are really quite passive and very quiet, but holy moly, when they're on a court or they're in a, they will be fierce and, yes. and almost like a, like it's an, it was, it's an opportunity to release this pent up energy, this pent up anger, sometimes to extreme, yeah. right? Sometimes extreme, yeah, but maybe the only place that they have is yeah. in that sports uh, venue to yeah. actually release it. You know, because nobody nobody says anything unless they go too far. Well, and exactly really says anything. Exactly. Well, it's it's you still have to you know as as coaching you still have to be respectful. The idea is you still have to be respectful and not um, violent and hurting because you know we all know those that happens on in competitive even professional sports that that oh, yeah. there's a real intentional hurting of someone else an injury that happens which is not to me you know. Um, out of integrity and how to behave yeah, yeah. in terms of, of what you're doing as you're playing. You're just playing again at a higher level and you're getting paid lots of money, but it's play, you know? <laughs> it, it is play, but I think it was at Wimbledon this year that we saw someone like drive the ball into someone else's crotch. And I, d- he, I didn't see uh, Wimbledon this year. Really, okay, is that the what happened? The other one who threw, threw a, the racket and it, it hit one of the, uh, right in the head, it hit one of the, the linesmen. You know, oh. it was just like, you know, and they got they they paid for it. You know, uh, sure. But sure. Anyways, there are places that will always be acting out. So we're we're going to identify four types of bullying. One is verbal. Yep. Uh, the other one, next one is physical. Uh, then relational, and that one's really mm-hmm. problematic. And cyberbullying, using very important the internet. Yeah, that's really a scary one. You know, it's it is a scary um, one. It is a scary one. Verbal uh, bullying. So it's like, you know, saying cruel things, you know, uh, words, uh, name calling is really a big one. Uh, Being threatening or making disrespectful comments about someone's attributes like their appearance, uh, religion, ethnicity, their sexual orientation. Uh, Like, you know, a child says to another child, you're really, really fat. So is your mom. You know. I mean, that's yeah. horrible. That's horrible stuff to say. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a, I mean, children often, young, young children, right, have, have no filter. And it's very innocent. It's not intended to hurt. It's out of curiosity, I find. Like, oh, what's that, you know, what's that on your face? And they're, they're just curious. My, my mother used to be a, um, before she became a principal in, in school, she was a, you know, an elementary um grade one teacher for many years when she had children. And she said this little boy, six years old, came up to her and he had his, you know, hand resting on her neck and he found this little mole on the back of her neck, an elevated mole. And he started playing with it. And then he said, you know, my dad can take that off. And so, so my mother was like, thank you very much, but I don't need your father to take my mole off. But again, that was from a child who was yeah. just very innocent, and it wasn't a criticism. He was like, oh, look, there's a mole, and my, his father was a physician, and he knew my dad can take this off. 
So that's funny. <laughs> I know. If so your mother had been really sensitive to it, although if she really was, she probably wouldn't have let it play with it. So. You oh, know. she she just let it go, and she just said, "No, I like it where it is." Thanks, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, look, sites to look for when you know there might be verbal bullying going on. Is it uh, children have a tendency to withdraw, and they themselves become moody? They also may change in terms of appetite. They don't want to be around yeah. other people. It's basically, yeah. you know, you know yeah. what goes on, especially family meals. They may ask you uh, or tell you something hurtful that someone said. And they're going to ask you, is it true? Mm, well, it breaks my heart. It just breaks. It absolutely breaks, my heart. breaks your heart when, when, when your child says oh. that. So, uh, with a broken heart, we're going to take a commercial break here. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Things Worth Considering. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Yonge Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Welcome back. And you are listening to our show this evening on bullying. And this is part one, uh, dealing with children. And in the first segment, uh, Alexia brought up a children's a children's rhyme. Uh, she didn't, couldn't quite remember it all, but she found it already. Uh, and we're going to start this segment off with the old lady and the spider. Okay. Yes, and I did find that this is called "There Was an Old Lady Who Swallowed a Fly." The lyrics, and I remember singing this as a kid, and it's a nursery rhyme. So uh, I remember. I'll try to remember the tune. 
I think it goes, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. There was an old lady who swallowed a spider that wriggled and wiggled and tiggled inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. There was an old lady who swallowed a bird. How absurd to swallow a bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. There was an old lady who swallowed a cat. Fancy that to swallow a cat. She swallowed the cat to catch the bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. It's almost over. There wasn't a lady that swallowed a dog. What a hog to swallow a dog. She swallowed the dog to catch the cat. She swallowed the cat to catch the bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. There was no lady who swallowed a cow. I don't know how she swallowed a cow. She swallowed the cow to catch the dog. She swallowed the dog to catch the cat. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. There was no lady who swallowed a horse. She's dead, of course. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> She's dead, of course. Lovely ending. I know it's kind of brutal, hey. Okay, don't try this at home, kids. No, no, it's. But I remember singing that in school. But I don't actually quite remember getting to the horse and the death. But I remember that was there. But anyway, that was a long, long nursery run. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was the whole thing was it was pointing out the whole uh, idea that we're talking about of how things flow downwards. Yeah, the trickle down, trickle down, trickle down effect. Yes, exactly. So we were talking about verbal bullying. Um, and I think we finished up with, uh, you know, ways to identify, um, you know, children that may have been, somebody said something very mean to them. So, you know. Yeah, and asking if it's true. Asking if it's. And asking know, if it's just, true. Oh. Yeah, that's where it breaks your heart. Um, so, um, first thing we can do is teach our kids about respect, you know, respecting others. And we have to be modeling that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I and do you think though, Gord, that what's even more important is the uh, self love, self respect? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that you know, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what comes first. Yeah, I learned to love others and respect others, and then I learned to respect and love myself. I think that might be easier than learning to love myself and then I get to love other people. Well, I don't know if it's, it's, you know, either before or after. I feel like what I find is when people really have a sense of, of self-love, then it's almost as if there's not really a desire to wound someone else. It's like when the Dalai Lama, I think that he, it's written that, and it's talked about rather as a story that he, when he first learned about Western Westerners, that they, they didn't love themselves. It was just you know, shocking to him. They couldn't imagine, you know, living with a sense of, I need, you know, I'm not good enough. I need to be more. I need to be better. I'm terrible. That it was just foreign, which is amazing. I don't know anyone who has had that experience living in North America. You know, or Europe or even South America. I mean, you know, uh, Asia, maybe, uh, but certainly not in any of those areas. Uh, Russia, you know, um, 
I think that how we how we uh, uh, model model that is allowing our kid to see how we treat other people. You know, yeah. like thanking teachers, praising our friends, being kind to the store employees. You know, um, that I mean, just that showing of and of being, of course, to our spouse, to other children, to you know, all of those things. So the idea of kindness really plays out here. Yeah, you know, kindness does play out, but 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 I've also seen where, you know, I've known bullies in my life where there's an outward expression of kindness, especially in public. Whether in it's narcissistic, you know, that yeah. a little bit yeah. where, and then, but then it's 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 not carried or it's not shown in when it's a, a sort of a more intimate space, and the the. Right. It's it's interesting because it's like a kindness is I think that it's it's an, definitely something that the person really wants to exhibit, but when they're in a vulnerable place, they can't they can't sustain that kindness. It's like it's only yeah. for this, and it go and it can also I think feed into a sense of over pleasing for some people. Oh yeah 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 definitely. I mean that's for many that's the only way they get any recognition. You know, is take care of you know mommy and daddy's needs or other people's needs first. Exactly. Exactly. And they'll spend it. They'll spend a lifetime doing it, and never ever be satisfied. You know. Right. Um, Shane Jimerson, he's a, a PhD uh, school psychologist, professor at the University of California, Santa Barbara. He says the best protection parents can offer is to foster their child's confidence and independence, and be willing to take action when needed. Very important. It really, is something something that really needs to be acted on. You know, well, and, and uh, you know, recently I just learned that one of the, there were three main causes of suffering, according to the Buddhist religion, actually taught by Alex uh, the other night. And I know one was desire. I cannot remember the second one. But the third one was inaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I thought yeah. that's very true. When you don't take action, it will absolutely be a cause of suffering, especially when you know you need to take action. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, well suffering, of course, is, is uh, you know, when we kind of think we own everything, <laughs> you know, and that is the, the more the more we think we have in our possession, that loss then becomes even greater and greater. You know? Yeah. Uh, when, you know, the, like that's the four, the four noble truths, you know, in terms of, right. you know, our suffering yes. is in direct proportion to our attachment. Yes, yes, but the the, the inaction part I thought was in, very interesting because it, oh, yeah. going back to to you know what you were just saying here that it's like yeah how do you you know learning and helping children learn that it's really very important to be able to stand for yourself and yep. to hold a boundary for yourself and say yeah, that well that's, okay. that's it the whole yeah. thing of teaching a kid boundaries yeah you know yeah. I mean simplistically. Yes. You know, yes. Like sure. The, sure. The fence. The fence around the house is a boundary. Right. You know, like well, let's start simple here. But even teaching them to be able to say firmly, but not in an antagonistic way. Yeah. You know, uh, that wasn't nice, or leave me alone, or back off. You know, to teach our kids that. You know, yeah. if somebody does say something mean to them. You yeah. know, um, but yeah, boundaries. Boundaries definitely play out that parents can be teaching them if they have boundaries. There's a lot well, of if on that one, you know. <laughs> there you go. And, I, and that's where I feel for especially single parents or parents that just don't have 
you know, they're just so stressed out that they just don't have the capacity for their own self-care. And then the children are kind of, you know, overseen and, and it becomes where the teachers then are the ones sort of trying to model behavior or the coaches. And also I think kids who start to feel very bullied and feel like they don't belong start to look at where they can fit in. You know? Absolutely. And then those children become very vulnerable too. Yeah. To exactly. Being hurt by you know predators a- and adults. Predators, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Physical bullying. You know, yeah. aggressive and physical intimidation, hitting, kicking, tripping, blocking, pushing, touching, uh, in unwanted and inappropriate ways. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example of that would be a kid who, you know, they pull those pants down on the playground at lunchtime. Total humiliation. Total. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really horrible. Um, many kids don't tell their parents when that kind of thing happens. You know, like well, the kid might check out the spoken word, but not the physicalization of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll really, you know, stay, uh, stay very quiet. So have to look for, you know, unexplained cuts and bruises, scratches uh, on your child. Uh, missing or damaged clothes, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but also frequent complaints of headaches and stomach aches. Yes. You know, a kid who's being bullied will often be like, oh, I don't feel very well. My stomach hurts, mommy. Can I stay home? Yeah. You know, they don't want to go and and we need to be able to find out why don't they want to go. Yeah. And, and I see uh, that. I'm sure you have too in practice where, you know, if there's rule out something physiologically happening, and usually in a child, it's almost always anxiety, depression, something that's manifesting either, especially in the stomach. And I mean, yeah, there are things that have to be ruled out, like, you know, diabetes, appendicitis, especially if it's acute. But, but when it's something that's there, it's the emotion. And very often the child is too young to be able to say exactly what they're feeling. And, the, you know, just feeling scared, just feeling scared to go to yeah, school. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally, totally scared about going to school the next day. Yeah. You know, not being able to sleep. Insomnia is really big with kids. Yes, it you know, is. That sadly, are being bullied. Yeah. You know, uh, and insomnia in a child is just a disaster that's happening. Mm. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. in terms of, as you well know, uh, yes. what happens to kids. You know, so um, it's it's really important that the parent, you know, start a conversation about. What's going on at school? In other words, show a lot more interest maybe than what we we think we're we're giving our kids lots of attention, and it's pretty minimal, you know. We like to, yeah. you know, take that time and really sit down. Yeah. What about lunch? What about recess? You know, yeah. anything on the way home? You know, what happened on the way home? Yeah. You know, to see anybody you knew? You yeah. know, kind of thing, and just you know, from the based on the responses, ask if anyone was you know, hurt you or was mean to you, touched you wrong way, slapped you, you know, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. the biggest thing is, as a parent, you have to keep your emotions in check. You can't, yes. you know, if she said, well, so-and-so pulled my pants down or touched me wrong, is you need to just really breathe through that and be there uh, in that moment. You know, like the, your outrage Very is hard. not going to help your child. Yeah. And really, really hard for parents because hearing any kind of violation or any kind of trespass or, 
you know, of course you're going to go into mama bear mode and feel the sense of, you know, protecting and anger. But I also agree with you that when the child sees that, that when they see the expression, I think it was with Martez when she was on the show way back talking about the trauma response and the research that came around Mm. the, um, the, the shaking where, where adults, we learn to suppress it. And, and then that is not necessarily good, but at the same time, it's keeping things very neutral. But the natural reaction is to, you know, shake. But when, when it comes to yes. emotion, I think that when a child witnesses that, it can be terrifying for them to see their mother or their father suddenly freak out after they told them something that happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're always protecting our kid, but they are protecting us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. they're watching us like a hawk. Yeah. You know, uh, so one of the one of the key things is do not confront the parents of the kid who's bullying physically. They That's interesting to me. I find that yeah. very interesting. Allow the authorities to do that, whether it's teachers, counselors, the, you know, the police uh, and most local, state and provincial. Uh, and I'm going to give it at the end. uh uh, have have places that we can be in touch with around bullying specifically. That That's, fantastic. That. That's fantastic. That's you fantastic. Know, really important resources to have. Um, relational bullying. Okay, so um, that you know that that happens. One of the big ones in that is ex- to exclude somebody. Hmm. You know, the, the kid who doesn't have someone to eat with, or you know, a group and they're talking like you weren't even there saying, oh, oh my God, last night was so much fun. Right. You know, and that gets nastier. Girls are really nasty about this. Girls are worse than guys are. Well, <laughs> I okay. I, I don't know about that mean because I've been, I've been very fortunate as growing up as a, as a girl that I've, I had some really wonderful girlfriends and still do where there wasn't a lot of that at all. There were girls that were like that. But it wasn't part of the, you know, the people that I had the very good fortune of being around um, for the most part. And, you know, there was some people that had some odd behavior, but there were some guys that were, you know, pretty, pretty nasty, pretty jerky. Oh, uh, (laughs) pretty jerky. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, They were more likely to not do the exclusionary pretend you don't exist. They're like, get out of my way and push. It's more physicalized, I think, with guys. And, and girls, you know, in relational bullying, it can be as painful as being hit. Oh, I think so. I think to, absolutely. absolutely. Brutal. To be, yeah. You know, to be excluded is just like just such a, a horrible experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's, um, you know, being able to talk, you know, talk with your, your kids, uh, you know, what's happening at school and find out what's making them happy and you know, point out their positive qualities. Yeah. I think parents really have to do that. When we get that kind of love and caring coming from, from our parents, it makes it so much easier for us to develop boundaries and, and love ourselves, as you said uh, earlier on. On that note, let's take a break. We'll be back in two Perfect. minutes. You're listening to Things Worth Considering. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. 
find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we're talking about bullying and we're talking specifically about bullying with children and what they have to endure uh, or who feel that they need to do it, uh, or kids. So uh, let's go to cyberbullying. I think that's a really big one out there, you know, and it's it's really devastating, uh, some of the stuff that goes on with social media, uh, especially, you know. It's, oh, yeah. Sometimes it's not very social. <laughs> no. it's sort of incredibly antisocial. Uh, so cyberbullying uh, is, you know, deemed to be anything that's happening over the Internet. It could be emails, text messages, social media posts, um, sexist, racist, homophobic messages create a very hostile atmosphere, even when not directly targeting your child. So they're reading stuff that's, you know, is giving all of these messages out, you know, for instance, a child that might be gay, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then there's all this homophobia going on, or, you know, they're, they're, they're black or they're white or they're whatever in a, in a neighborhood that, you know, things are being said about whatever their racial component is growing up. Uh, and we, you know, kids just take it on. Uh, children are sponges. You know, they it's are. like, you know, and I mean, on the one hand, that's how we learn. But on the other hand, you know, I'm not sure the learning was always great. Most of it is still in therapy all these years. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's just very strange. Well, the thing about cyberbullying, because, you know, you and I both grew up with without internet and without cell phones and without I don't know how we did it 
But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually so glad I still remember that, you know, if, if you weren't out, people left a message. You know, if you weren't available, right. if you were out, right? If you weren't at home, you just got you out of your answering machine. And, I know, I loved and, it. And you could be at work all day or at school all day and then go home and get the messages. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So well, it's, like now, it now, wasn't now. this immediacy that you always are on or I, I, I really think that's something. But for kids now, I feel like they are kind of wired. They're so easily adaptable with this. But the big thing is, is their their way of communicating and engaging. And I think that there's a lot of pressure around feeling accepted. And then the thing about the cyberbullying, what I've seen is that it is a really easy way for someone to hide and say yeah, whatever predators. they would like. No, there's but they that can part, even, and then there's predators. There's predators, but but it, but even saying things because you can you can make a fake name up on Instagram or on Facebook and go by whatever, and you can really? make comments. Oh yeah, really? yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> you can no, you can make fake profiles. I've heard <laughs> these profiles on Facebook that are called um, I can't remember what they are, but they they just they they don't troll, but they do something. And I I mean I'm not that savvy with Facebook by any means. I don't like it. I've never have, but. I can see that even if I've posted something that's an article or a blog, I've had really uh, terrible things come back because someone really? doesn't like to see it in their feed. And it's amazing mm. how they get angry and react, but they're adults. So imagine for kids where it's this sense of they, they want to share something and someone comes back with making something like a very critical remark. And that child doesn't have the ability to read that as, oh, well, that doesn't really matter. But they have to learn how to have that sense of confidence and, and knowing that, yeah, that problem was when you open things up on the Internet, you're going to receive things back. Not all of it good. Exactly. Exactly. So a kid who's got, you know, the nicest of intentions posting something to then to get decimated, you know, is just a horrible experience. Oh, terrible, terrible. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know. Kids are like, they, they go to sleep with their phones on, you know, so I can I wake know. up and jerk it to text messages. I I'm like, I turned it off an hour before. Yeah. No, they're <laughs> right on there. Answering. Yeah. You know, it's like be down for the night, yeah. you know, yeah. those kinds of things. It's just, you know, um, and, and what that means is, is that 24 seven, you can yeah. be attacked. You can yeah. be bullied. You know, yeah. uh, so it, it could be just a really horrible thing. Um, I think parents really need to. I mean, this has been said a lot, but, it, you know, I'm going to say it, too. You're going to say it is you've got to watch what your kids are doing on the Internet, you know, or on their phones. They're children, yeah. you know, yeah. forget this privacy thing. You know, they're 12 years old. They're still a child and you're in charge. Exactly. So, if we we hand all this power over, oh well, you know they need autonomy. They need autonomy, you know, with yeah. a very caring eye overseeing their autonomy. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, even adults can barely handle autonomy. So the idea of well, giving it to children—that's just it. And and the other part is, you know, not just the receiving, but for let's say someone has is a bully. What I meant by hiding is that it's also a way for someone to say something to somebody. Without it being face to face, right? It's like a way. Oh, to, absolutely. You know, leaving a message, writing, a, writing something really mean, but then not really having the the courage 
to actually say that face to face to somebody. Right. Because it, it right. it's a protective buffer for bullies a lot of the time. It's the way that I don't need to say this to you. I'm going to just record it or send it or, you know, give you a message um, in a different way, which yeah, I think yeah. sometimes I think a lot of bullies are sadly very, very, very insecure. And I think they're suffering Absolutely. in their own way. It doesn't make it okay by any means, but yeah. it's, it's uh, they, they also need help, but they need to be reined in very often. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, in the way that they're destroying other people's self-esteem, yeah. theirs has already been destroyed. Yeah. You know, the only way that they know they're okay is they're in charge. They have control. They can, you know, fire things off. And probably the person's not going to respond back. And if it does, it can get into, you know, pretty nasty experience because other people then get involved well and i think that's the best way to uh in terms of if that's happening to have a healthy boundary like you were saying previously around you know that's not okay or that's enough or stop and then being able to disengage because on when you go into words on cyberbullying, if you start going back and forth it just feeds that drama just feeds it so I think that to, to remove the power is you just go, I'm out, like a no comment. Yes. And I think that can drive some bullies really crazy, gets them really, really angry. It takes, it takes somebody, uh, you know, who's incredibly mature to be able to do that. You know, because our first thing we want to do is to defend them. Yes, of course. You know, so it's, um, uh, you know, it's just such a hook to bring you in, you know, just to say something and, you know, and, and then and then feed it and escalate it, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's uh, like a kid teaching them when it's okay to back out. You That's know, a really it, important statement. Yeah, it's That's not about really losing or winning. No. Because you're not going to in this situation. No. You know, this is a backyard I don't want to play in, and I'm going to remove myself to a different park completely. You know, uh, so I think that you know putting putting time limits on, on children, the younger they are, you know, the, the tighter the, the time limits. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like long, long after kids were still out and about on the street, all of us in my, my family, we were in bed all day. We went to bed very, very early. Did you really? And yes. Like yes. what time would you guys go to bed? Uh, up until I was about 12, 730. Wow. Like the yeah. whole family or just the kids? Oh, just the kids, just the kids. That's yep. That's that's pretty we early. All, it was very early. I I can remember when I got to stay up to eight thirty and then nine o'clock. I think I was in university by then. No, I was oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, can I stay up late? <laughs> now that I'm living in residence, um, but yeah, they had they had very strict. So I could only imagine if if you know all of this stuff existed back then for us what that would have been like. She would have taken it probably away from us at 5 p.m. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm know. sure. Yeah, yeah. Just huge, huge restrictions around it. Uh, you know, the monitor what, what kids are, you know, what sites they're going to, what apps they have, digital devices. You know, they may have more than one. They, they get their mm-hmm. hands on it. Just all that kind of, you know, kind of monitoring and, and talking to them, you know, engage them in talking about the types of people that are out there or, or, you know, who to respond to and not respond to. You know, someone with low self-esteem is very easily, you know, uh, 
uh, enticed through compliments mm-hmm. and so on into mm-hmm. predatory, you know, yeah. uh, webs, you know, exactly. or, exactly. or situations that can just be, you know, so dangerously brutal. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the, the, the thing to also do is to be able to, uh, uh, record them, record them or to be able to, uh, you know, print them off. I mean, that's one of the things is you can keep these messages. You can print them. You know, mm-hmm. if, if it were to escalate and become threatening or sexually explicit, you should be contacting the local law enforcement, you know, especially if it becomes sexually explicit. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and anything that's a flag, it's like it's just going to get worse. And, and I think what's really hard is also because of the way technology is that a lot of kids feel connected with through technology. So completely you know, this is without without having that um, you know phone or access to whatever service they can they feel and ironically very left out which is such a clever spin on on technology the marketing right how you know, know. You can feel so left out yeah. and 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 you know it's it's a sign of the times but it's also i think what you're saying is very important around going okay what where's the parents role and if the parents can't do this then maybe there are relatives that can help out because I think ultimately children just need to have adults who are conscious in their lives, who are very conscious, who are very aware, who are very grounded. Because I remember as, as a child, you know, I knew the relatives that felt really solid to me, you know, mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. really, really, you know, grounded. And then you knew the ones that were a little bit like, eh, I don't know, something's going on there. <laughs> but, <laughs> And it's not a criticism. It's just, it's just human, right? It's just, you know, really airy, airy types. Yeah. Or very, very depressed or very reactive. And then, and then being around, you know, um, one of my, my great aunt and great uncle who were like grandparents to me in in Greece. Oh my gosh. Such grounded people, such Mm. grounded people Mm. just had this, just had this ease about them. And they'd gone through like, hell like you know, in terms of the war and everything else but they they weren't anxious they were very easygoing very happy very and they would have their arguments as a couple but nothing that was you know intense it would just be a disagreement and they would they were just solid people like very and yeah. I, I mean solid as in they had their emotional awareness without formal education forget about therapy they never went to therapists but what is that inside of them that they had this a willingness to be very adult. And when, it, when, when they both passed away, it was very upsetting. And their children, I remember my cousin, she said her father was the most exceptional man she had ever met in her life. Wow. And, and not a lot of people say that about their parents, right? No, no, absolutely. absolutely. And he was. He, he was. There has to be a willingness on the part of the parents or the aunts or the uncles or the grandparents to connect with those kids. Exactly, exactly. You know, if you're going to have children, you've got to be just so aware that this is about being a connection for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not a part-time job. You know? Oh, no. So, no. you know, uh, kids, why do they bully? Well, one reason is, you know, uh, when they're popular or powerful, they use bullying to maintain their popul- you know, popularity and power. The other reason is children who experience a sense of deprivation feel entitled to bully other kids because it's like, well, I've dealt with a you know, bad hand, so the rules don't apply to me. You know, I haven't picked on, so I get to do it right. to them now. Right. 
right. you know, just that kind of thing. Yes. Um, you know, so one of the big things here is, you know, in terms of other signs of escalation is drugs and alcohol and suicide. Yeah. You know, uh, the number of kids that commit suicide because of bullying is truly tragic. Should never, I don't even know the numbers, but I can imagine it is, I just, every time I hear something like that, it, it just breaks my heart when I hear of a suicide that a, a child, you know, who's really young just wants to kill yeah. themselves because, you know, they're not liked at school or there's a bully who's tormenting them. It's like, oh, no, that's not okay. Right. They've disconnected. Yeah. You know, uh, someone's got to connect to that kid. Yeah. You know, to bring them back. And that's really all that it takes. Some resources. Uh, Prevnet is a very big network in Canada uh, with reso- uh, re- researchers, non-government and government involved. Uh, and they're at prevent.ca. There's also bullyingcanada.ca. Both America and Canada, uh, both the Canadian and the American Red Cross actually have a bullying division. Fantastic. Not, Fantastic. Uh, which is totally, it's bullying and harassment prevention. Uh, also in the United States is the National Bullying Prevention Center. Uh, and they can be found at pacer.org. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to know people to know that, you know, just Google bullying and you'll see that there are, you know, a number of uh, places both in Canada and in the U.S. and in Europe, you know, whoever's listening from anywhere. Bullying is a worldwide event, you know, and I'm sure that we all were at some point in our lives bullied growing up, you know, and we, we, we want to make sure that we can help other people go through it. Or, or, we were move bullies. It. or we were bullies, too, right? Or we were bullies, absolutely. Yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> next week, we're going to talk about those people who didn't grow outgrow it, and that is, uh, uh, in part two, we're going to talk about adults who continue to bully, and that can be parents, bosses, our spouses, our coworkers. So join us on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and we're going to go to part two of bullying. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.